0: So you think you own the rights to the images you get from a photographer, right? Today we will will be discussing uh, who really owns the rights to your images on today's episode with well-renowned photographer and now podcast host of the Killer Content Podcast, Mr. Milton Lawrence Jr. on the All Things Black Podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, yo, 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 sit down, stop what you're doing. Pay attention and get yourself together. I'm gonna be talking about some things that needs to be talked about. So I'm gonna tell you again, sit down, put your feet up, get your drink together, because we need to talk. We need to talk seriously. You are now listening to the All Things Black Podcast with your host, Mr. Black Ovation. All right, all right. Welcome, you guys, to the All Things Black Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Black Ovation, and today is another episode. I always drop episodes on Wednesday, so today is that day. And uh, as you guys read the title, um, so you think you own the copyrights or the rights to your images. From a photographer, right? So today I have with me uh, Mr. Milton Lawrence Jr., who is a well-renowned uh, photographer. He owns his own businesses. And right now um, he is really about the business of his killer content podcast, um, which um, he also aired, a, a, you know, recently aired a, 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 um, his first episode, which I listened to. And there's a lot of gems in that episode uh, that people can extract from and really, really uh, get something out of what he has to offer. Um, Mr. Milton is a, like I said earlier, he's a photographer, a digital storyteller, uh, visual branding. He's worked with, um, numerous, um, um, companies, uh, such as at and CN- CNN, National Museum of American History, uh, Essence Magazine. And, uh, he also works with a, or has a bridal, a company, I believe, and that's something we'll get into and talk to a little bit further as we go along in the conversation. Uh but um as usual, I'd like for you guys to welcome Mr Martin I mean uh Milton Lawrence Jr. onto our show. And uh uh Mr. Brother Milton, how you doing today, sir? Well
1: yeah, I'm extremely well. Very excited to be on the show, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, we're gonna get into the nuts and bolts of it. We're just gonna just dive right in. And uh I want, you know, you to just Really elaborate on the things that you really want to talk about on this show, which, of course, is going to be the killer content podcast and talking about also uh, who owns the rights to your um, images from a a photographer's standpoint. Uh, But first things first, (laughs) a little bit of an icebreaker. We (laughs) you and I had a conversation uh, briefly on uh, I think it was like Instagram. And we were messaging each other back and forth. And you said something just tickled me to death, man. It just—it just, I, I was on the floor when I, when I read it. And that was about, <laughs> that was about country Caribbean. <laughs> being country yeah. Caribbean. Can you explain <laughs> what that means, actually? Can, can you elaborate on that?
1: So I, I feel like I, I have the best of all three worlds. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, grew up on the east side of Baltimore. Have you ever seen the TV show The Wire? Um, yes, is- yes depicted from where I grew up at, right? Uh, my my mother's side of the family is from the Carolina, both North and South Carolina. And my father's side of the family is from Trinidad. So you have this inner city upbringing with the Southern hospitality, with the vibes coming from the Caribbean that creates this perfect hybrid. So, you know, in my bio, I, I introduced myself as, as as someone that's country Caribbean, right? You know, and that type of thing that has some inner city smarts. You know, and that some street smarts and and that type of thing. So, in in essence, all that means I like to have fun. I like to have, like you know, I I like to treat people well, um, and that type of thing. I give what I what I what I like to receive back, and um, yeah, man, it it has served me well to be honest with you. Whether it's you know growing up in the inner city, navigating the streets of the inner city, you know, serving, you know, eight years in the Marine Corps, um, having to fight in war and come back, and now today being an entrepreneur, it all it, it all serves you. So people are people at the end of the day. I don't care, you know, what you put on, what you wear, and that type of thing. Um, and even as a father of three daughters, you know what I mean. It's, it, it, it all serves you um, in creating that, that 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 mix. I love to cook. I love I love to I love to put ingredients together and test different things out. And so, bringing all of that to the table, all sets the foundation, in my opinion, for who you are as content. So, content, in my opinion, you know, no matter how it's created, it, 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 the foundation of its connection, right? And so, when you tell your story, and, and the most important story you can tell is yours. Um, When you tell the story, it is the foundation of all connection, which is the foundation of of,
0: of content. Got it. Got it. Got it. So country Caribbean. So basically, basically uh, humble beginnings, right? (laughs) Humble beginnings, but you have all the foundation of all the other, you know, other things that go right along with that. You know, you're talking about, you know, your your mother's from the Carolinas and then, you know, you talked about your fathers and then you have. You know the different mixes and stuff like that. You talked about the hybrid, so so I get it, man. I totally get it. But like I said, when I first heard it, and it was no disrespect. It was just, and I never heard that term before. Country Caribbean, and I'm in my mind, I'm just because I'm a jokester so really at heart. So I'm thinking all uh, kinds of crazy uh, stuff. You uh, know what I'm saying?
1: I, I do have to make one correction, and, and and please don't don't take this the wrong way. So okay. the word, right? I, I I'm not a wordsmith by any structure of imagination, but I do I do love looking up definitions. So mm-hmm. when when I hear someone say you know, humble beginnings. So I, my, my beginnings were, were in power and so were yours. So okay. as I've gotten older, I'm 42 years old now. And what I realized was that where I thought, you know, not really having means, whether it be money, what I was rich in was those things that we just talked about, right? For I was, I was rich in a lot of things that, again, many that had quote unquote financial means, um, I was actually better off to be honest with you and it was I had to switch my mindset to understand that you know what I mean my upbringing was actually one of power not of not of meager means to be honest with you so I, I am very careful not to be introduced as from humble beginnings No, I, I come from powerful beginnings I think we all do you know I don't care where you come from I don't care what your situation is I think that you know Whatever that story is, it's one of power, not not of, not of humble of, of humility. And if you look, if you go and look at the actual definition, it means that you're beneath someone.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Gotcha, what we've gotcha. been told by our grandparents and other people is that it, it means like you know, mean you humble yourself. Situations can humble you, but we don't come from humble beginnings. We come from 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 a powerful beginnings, in my opinion.
0: Yes, sir. Stand corrected, and I received that absolutely. Thank you very uh, thank you very much for that correction. Um, and, and and actually, actually, you know, you, when, you know, as me listening to you talking about that, it just brings me to, uh, you know, when I read your bio about how you actually went about the business of entrepreneurship at a young age, and you started to actually craft uh, what was, you know, what was known in New York and other places, you know, with the gold chain situation, you know, we called okay. them do- Dookie ropes back in the day, and you actually started to craft that in a very in a very intricate type of way. And you were actually able to monetize that. So I, so I, I, I so yes. When you were talking about that, that drew, that drew me to that. So yes, I, I received that. And uh, man, I, I, I stand corrected. So absolutely. Um. So um. Now, the, 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 going back to the topic, the question is, who really owns the images, or who really owns the rights? Pardon me, to the images that you get from a photographer. I'm, uh. The, the reason that. That struck a chord with me because, you know, I was on your Instagram page and I saw that you were actually delivering a class about Mm -hmm. that. So I said, so I said, okay, well, damn, I hate I missed that class because that's something that I'm also, you know, I'm also interested in and I want to know more about. So can you kind of uh, speak to that or kind of elaborate on that when you mean who who really owns the rights? Because, again, in in today's time, most of us are posting stuff on social media and we believe that, you know, we're the ones that own it because we, you know, we crafted that image or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, but mm-hmm. can you really can you really delve off into that and, and and explain to us what you mean?
1: Absolutely. So we'll talk about it from two different perspectives, the first of which is from the basic consumer side. There's the consumer side and there's the commercial side. So let's use a, a typical example of some a family hiring a photographer to shoot their family for family portraits. Right. Um, we can even say it as headshots or whatever the case may be whoever here's the simple the the simple version of it whoever clicks the shutter owns the image you Mm. follow me okay got you you. click shutter owns the image right if you're using the image for personal use you're putting, you're printing, you're making digital posts on social media, whatever the case may be. The images, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's commercial, co- consumer, or commercial, right? Doesn't matter what the usage of the of it is. Consumer usage, I'm just basically using it for you know social media print, you know, you know the the print wall portraits and things like that. That's the consumer side. On the commercial side, I am now using these images to be able to to either position myself as a as a brand, as an expert, or whatever the case may be. Now you're using it for commercial purposes, right? So those are your two scenarios. You're either using it for consumer, consumer use or commercial use. As the photographer, when you hire that photographer, the photographer owns the rights to the images. Here's where the scenario would come along where it, that does not take place. I've worked with quite a few celebrities, right? And this is standard practice in the celebrity world. It's also in the publication world, when magazines hire Photographers, they'll do what's called a work for hire, and what work for hire basically means is that all of the right to that image, your copyright, that's that, to that image, that, that intellectual property is then been, been transferred over to the publication and/or celebrity. It means I don't own the right to that image anymore, right? Why would someone want to do something like that it, for, for for commercial purpose, right? We're talking commercial. Mm-hmm. Let's just say for all intents purposes, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wayne, right? They they're about to get married. This is a, this happened actually a couple of years ago, right? Okay. They're about to get married, and what happens is they go out and they do an engagement session in, at a location. Now they know that these images are going to be put into a publication because they've already negotiated with said magazine to pu- to put them on the front page. So, as an example, let's just say for all intents and purposes, me as a wedding photographer, if I charge ten thousand dollars to shoot a wedding, right? If I am going to hand off it, it, that work for higher uh, designation, comes mm-hmm. at, a, at a at a premium. And what that basically means is, if I typically charge ten thousand dollars to come in and shoot your wedding, then for that premium for work for hire, I meaning, I can't use those images for, for promotion purposes. I can't do anything with them. And literally, when I get done shooting, I hand the card, the entire SD card, over to whoever that person's management, their bouncer. That that, that really does happen, by the way. Right? When you get done okay. shooting, it's a wedding. What you hand everything, they, their retouchers will handle everything. That that same that same photo shoot. It's a, that same wedding, instead of it costing me $10,000, it might cost twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for them Damn. because I can do anything with it. Now, you say, well, well, well that's good money, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they negotiated the right for them, for, for the magazine, to use those images for $100,000 to $150,000 just to put their faces on the front of the magazine because they know that the magazine is going to sell more with, with two ma- mega celebrities, two A-list celebrities on the front cover of their magazine. You see how that works?
0: Got it, got it, got it, got it. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Makes this sense. Is not, this is not talked about, you know, traditionally within our community, specifically the black community. Right. Many times, as a matter of fact, black people as a whole, because of COVID, we've seen a major uptick in families now starting to take pictures. Because at the end of the day, people were dying left and right. You know what I mean? And, and shout out to, you know, my condolences go out to anybody who lost somebody during the, during, during the COVID you know, pandemic and that type of thing. But th- many people didn't have images. And then, worse yet, you couldn't even get to them. You couldn't even get to them to take a picture of them, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's So, imagery has become, you know, a, a, a larger asset today than it was pre pre-pan- pre pandemic. If that makes some sense to you,
0: it makes sense. It makes sense. And you know, I never thought about that. The, uh, the, you know, what what you just bought. I never thought about that. Actually, you know, in the day we're in the days of COVID, the pandemic and everything, and how more people are actually using. You know, some form of medium to take photographs of their their loved ones, and so they can have that as a memory and stuff like that. So I never really thought about that, you know, in the, in in that in that regard. And then the other piece of it too is that, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the the photographer really is the one that really owns owns the rights to that imagery, you know. And um, you know, it's 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 really eye opening to to hear somebody from behind the scenes to really talk about that portion of it, because again, I've never heard that conversation. So, so definitely thank you for even, you know, bringing that to light and hopefully, you know, the listeners will be able to, you know, get some, inform- you know, get some information out of that and, and use it, you know, in a, in a, in a very, in a very positive way. Um,
1: right. So here's a common scenario, man. One of the common scenarios is let's just say it's authentic Your listeners may hire a photographer to shoot their family portraits. And mm-hmm. one of the pictures come out really, really nice that, that could, could also be used as a headshot for LinkedIn or for their bio or for their electronic press kit or what it is mm-hmm. they're doing. Now they didn't hire the photographer for commercial purposes. They hired him for consumer purposes, just, you know, just for the family, right. right? Can someone take that image from a consumer purpose and use it for commercial purposes? Here's what's supposed to happen. Here's what should happen. The person who's actually, who hired the photographer, they should communicate to the photographer and say, hey, I plant, do you mind if I use these images for my head sh- as one of my headshots, right? Now, depending on if, 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 if the photographer is well-versed or not, they may or may not understand consumer versus commercial photography, right? Here, let me give you a contextual example of something where something recent that just happened that would w- w- help you understand the, 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 the brevity of, 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 of misusing someone's image and what could happen. LeBron James was just recently sued um, from, a, from a sports photographer from a game that he, when he dunked on somebody. Now, LeBron's been in the league forever. Everybody right. knows, right? right? If he posts anything, if he posts anything to his social media, it has to be cleared clear is, a, is another way of saying you know whoever is the is the intellectual property owner of that image needs to be make sure that they're okay with it if they don't give you permission to do it then I don't care who you are you can't post it right another right. example same thing same thing let's, let's use another example um, most of us are very familiar with um, uh, the phone song by uh, what's his name Um, uh, um, by- um, um Cisco by Cisco, right? So there's a line in the song, right? Everybody knows. Jumped, I don't know the words, but you know, everyone knows the song. But there is a, a line in the song where he says, "Living a vida loca, she got jumped in the trunk. Something, right. something, right? right? That one piece he had to give up. I think I, I want to say when he did the vice interview that over 50 percent of the royalties from that song went to that guy because of that one line. Because it, they they did not they did not the producers. Of the song, nor did Cisco and his team clear that one intellectual property that, 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 that line was, was, was trademarked. Livida vida loca, that was from, from another Latin singer, that they didn't clear it, so they had to give up 50% of, of the royalties. Okay, and Mm -hmm. so the long and short of it is it's the the same thing. Imagine now things go viral very quickly. It doesn't take much for something to go viral. So let's go back to the original example of somebody hiring a photographer for social purposes. They then decide, well, those are my pictures. I can do whatever I want with them. No, 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 no. Those pictures belong to belong to the photographer. Right. You can you can everything is negotiable. So you can go to the photographer and say, hey, I want to negotiate the right to these images.
0: That's what I want to ask
1: you. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. You can reach out to them and say, hey, can I, can I negotiate the rights to these Can these images? They may say there is no rate here. You, you can have it. You better get that in writing.
0: Right. You still have to get it in writing. Even, 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 much, even if they verbally say, even if they verbally say, yes, you can have it. it's still best to get it in writing.
1: you got to get it in writing. I give you full copyright. I, I, I am transferring, you know, my rights to this image over to you for you to do to use for commercial purposes. I, it literally needs to have that type of language in there. And, no. I, and listen, let me, let, me, let me preface and say this. I'm not a lawyer by any search of imagination, right? I've just from doing this for 13 years, close to 13 years, right? I, you know what I mean? I've, I've seen enough scenarios. And when, when you start listening for s- some of the things, it happens actually a lot more than people would, would, would want to give credit to. There's a, a lot of this happens. Over, and because we're in this, we're in sharing culture where everyone's just sharing everybody's content. This takes now takes us back to a a broader spectrum that's not just photos. This applies to photos, videos, logos. There's a reason why when you look at TV shows and you see that the logo is blurred out, Mm -hmm. there's a reason for it. Because you have to get permission from the person who created that logo, who owns the rights to that logo, to to have it shown. So if I'm wearing a baseball cap and it has, I live in Baltimore and I have have an Oreos logo on my hat. Before I can put that out, put that out to the world, I have to blur. I, bl- I have to blur out all logos, unless you clear it by the person who owns the intellectual
0: property. This is something, yeah. This is something, yeah. So, so, so I, I, I knew the, the the word clearing before, you know, because I used to be in the, in the in the in the in the music industry for a short while. I knew mm-hmm. about clearing a sample or clearing a song or something like that, but I did not it's know crazy. that that absolutely applied to photography. I didn't know That it, it applied the same way.
1: To all content, not just photography, photography, graphics, video, music, sound, sound effects, everything. It applies
0: so what does so that so what does that take us going forward though? Because I because I, I even watched the commercial today when I was looking at a YouTube video. This guy was talking about he literally makes money off of other people's content. So what does that what does that take us in the future? When 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 when, when you talked about this this content sharing and people be able to being able to monetize off of other people's um content, what what does that lead us in the future? I mean, are we going to be looking at uh like some you know some, some you know possible lawsuits and you know cease and desist letters and stuff like that because of so many people sharing other people's content? So
1: I, I so you so here's what you can imagine. of cease and desist, no one ever hears about. It's already happened. I personally believe we're headed towards a sharing apocalypse. That's what I call it. Yeah.
0: Explain that. Explain Explain what sharing apocalypse means.
1: So a sharing apocalypse. So basically, apocalypse is is, is the great ending, right? right? I feel like there'll always be some type of sharing. but All it takes is for one person to get upset, right? Take the song Happy right, from, from, from Pharrell Williams, right? Yeah, right, right. They took that song and it blew, sharing, everybody did their version of it and it blew it up. So that created precedence for all the songs. Every since that song came out, everybody was trying to come out with a song that had a, like, a, a, like, like a like like a like dance to it or something like that. All it takes is for one person to say, hey, you, I created this for, for monetization purposes, right? And you're now using it to be able to monetize your audience or to, to, you know, to, to, to create more authority or, or credibility. And no, you're about to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I'm not getting anything off of that, mm. right? The reason why music is now being shifted is because, in my opinion, what's happened is streaming is now going up significantly. The reason why they're, they're willing to, 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 to license their music to, to these social media platforms is because streaming has gone up significantly because of it, if that makes some sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Totally.
1: So, and my, so I, 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 happen to believe that there's a sharing apocalypse coming, and I think that there'll come a day, you know, in short order, where people will have to start, you know, kind of vetting their pages and taking off anything that has anything to do with someone else's, you know, uh, intellectual property, because they can come for you, and, and they will, right? They will. Um, as a matter of fact, you, as you as use another recent example, there was All Star Weekend in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. The NBA sent out something like two hundred. Um, cease and desist letters, wow. because they were, because people were, were hosting parties using the brand of All Star Weekend, which is that's branded, that's that's intellectual property. Right, right, right. Property. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got they, and, and listen, they might have hosted their party. They might do whatever they're going to do. Listen, you, you, you may not ever hear about it, because most legal matters end up going hush-hush. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But the last article I read, it was something like 50-something um, uh, cease and desist letters were going out, but there was a total of like close to 200 because there was parties all over the city. And so anybody that was close anything, you know, promoting, you know, using the All-Star Weekend banner or logo and all that kind of stuff to be able to attract new business, you're making a bunch of money off of that, but you don't own the intellectual property. So you're basically taking what we have created to, you know, to, to line your pocket so you're not you're not paying anything back to us. So, yeah, man,
0: it's the same thing. That is that is crazy. That is crazy. But, you know, plus, when you think about that, it, you know, and, and then the people that's using it. That they might not align with their mission statement and what the company or is not about. So the representation is off as well. So it's like, it's giving them a, you know, a black eye or a bad name. So that's something else to actually kind of throw in, in the pot. If, 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 if that makes sense as well.
1: No, you're correct, man. You're correct.
0: 1000%. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Okay. So again, so I'm, I'm enlightened because again, I didn't know that I, I do agree, you know, for the, for the other content, I just did not know that it was, that intense also on the photography side because i was under this belief as well that you know if somebody does some kind of work for me you know in, in, a, in, a, in a in a consumer situation that i'm able that that I, that's mine you know i can do with it what i want to but mm-hmm. uh from from your from your experience and your expertise and everything you're saying that that is not correct and and i and, and you made it very clear and i totally understand it amen yeah, yes sir totally totally um so uh if you don't mind shifting gears here Mm -hmm. um because i'd love to learn more about that but for the sake of time i also want to give you uh some time to talk about your 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 newly launched podcast which is called the killer content uh podcast Um, yeah man i did listen to one you know the first episode of it and Mm -hmm. i loved i loved that episode and how you you know you spoke about everything um and uh you know gave rise to you know uh what what content is and what you believe it to be and how it should be and stuff like that. So, can you kind of speak to what 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 um, kind of prompted you to do the podcast? What does killer content mean to you, and um, how do you visualize killer content?
1: So, the killer content podcast came from COVID nineteen from the pandemic, right? So, as okay. a Visual storyteller is someone who spent 90% of his time traveling around the world, creating content for many different brands, and even for myself. Obviously, when the pandemic came along, I couldn't do anything. So, what I, what I, one of the things that I noticed was that there's a lot of gurus out there that, 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 are, that are content gurus that, you know, that speak creating content. Um, and many of them, although they're not wrong, they're not 100% correct either. So, Got as it. an example, you may hear the phrase, content is king.
0: Yes, yeah, several times.
1: Right? No, nah, that ain't true. The piece of mess they mess they, they left out was strategic content is king. Whenever you see content go viral, it was intended to go viral. There's very little content that's, that's created that goes viral that, that wasn't intended to do so. OK, there's the strategies that, that, that can do that. There's, there's a for, there's formulas that allow for your content. Now, a viral piece of content could be something that if you took a piece of content that you created, it could be a meme. It could be a quote. It could be a blog post. It could be whatever you post it onto your social media page. You know, you're gonna depending on how large your audience is, you, you may get some, you know, you're going to get some you know, get some feedback, right? Maybe a few likes or whatever the case may be. But that's about the extent of it. you may drop it into your email list or whatever the case would be. And some people may engage with it. Where you'll start to get your biggest um, uh, 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 readership or engagement is when you now take that content and you and you distribute it to other places so that other people can share it, right? right so, right. at at the core, at the core of the internet, the internet, the internet needs food in order for it to run. Right. That food is called content. You follow me? Yes. Yeah. So, so it needs food, and and and, and that food has to be something that two or more people are willing to talk about. Right. Period, right? So, if you have something that only one person is talking about and nobody else is talking about, it goes nowhere. Let's use a, use a contextual example. The most recent thing that has, has now that, that's now hit the internet is Kirk Franklin. Right? Mm-hmm. So and his son has gotten into a debate about whatever, and everybody has, they're, they're voicing their opinion. It is, it is the number one thing talked about right now on the internet. It's trending, you know, worldwide, right? Now, that is, that is a piece of content that not just one person's talking about, a bunch of people are talking about. And the reason for it is because many parents have dealt with, you know, a disrespectful child. Right. right. Or if you're on the child side or, 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 or on the on the on the son side, you know, you dealt with an abusive parent who's, you know, who, who's being ver- verbally abusive and, and that type of thing. That is a piece of content that, that is going viral. If you are a small business owner and you're trying to attract new customers to your to your brand, you know, and that type of thing, you need to be able to create food, little crumbs, if you will, and drop them from where they are and leading them back to where your business is. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's a photo, it's a video, it's a podcast. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. These are just crumbs, right? As an example, use the content of the, the, the class that I put. You, you saw something I, I put out on my class. That was a crumb. Now you could engage with that, that, that class either by physically taking the class or we did something better. We we created some we created something that, that, that most people could, could be served by. Right now we're creating a piece of content called this podcast. That's going to take people with the listeners that are on your on your thing, and it's gonna bring them into my community. At the end we'll have a call action and that type of thing, but that's what's supposed to happen. But the content that you create must be something that is shareable. It must be something that people are willing to talk about, right? You know, and, and that type of thing. And so that, that's what I mean by, you know, content, strategic content is king. So being strategic about what you put out there, um, that's conversational. That's going to drive them back to you and, with, and, and also doing it with a servant's heart, doing it with, with if nothing comes out of it. I still did it with, with, with it from a place of I'm not trying to sell you something from the first time we meet. Right. I, as a matter of fact, I actually want to serve you first to make sure that you and I are a good connection before I try to sell you something.
0: Got it. Got it. And you know, strategic content is king, makes it way more intentional, you know, instead of just people just crafting stuff and then just throwing it to a wall and try to see if it sticks or not. So it definitely makes it more intentional when you say strategic. So it, 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 it brings up, you know, thought, you know, how can I put this together to make people really resonate with the content that I placed in these strategic places. So I, so I totally get it. And I, and I thank you for, for, for clearing that up. Um, Um, so, so uh, the killer content podcast, um, mm-hmm. newly launched, uh, you're going to be talking about a, a myriad of subjects or just the killer content, um, or just content, uh, in, in and of itself.
1: So the Killer Content podcast um the focus of it the, it the focus of it is for small business owners right because i believe that most articles and most content that's out there it's not aimed at the small business owners talking to the person who, own, who owns a big corporation and when you start seeing big corporations taking taking a large portion 30 40 50% of their marketing budgets and they're shifting it from traditional ads on TV and radio and they're now mm-hmm. putting in content creation most of the, if, if a small business owner were to go out, let's say you as a podcast owner were to start reaching out, what type of content should I create for my podcast? Most of the things you're going to hear back are things from a corporate standpoint not from the small business owner standpoint. And right. so for many of us, we're building personal brands. And so the, the strategy for a corporate or corporation in comparison to the strategy for a small business owner is radically different. So our focus is, is interviewing some of the best of the best. Right now, we have 17 interviews that are already in, in, in the hopper. They'll be loaded over the next three weeks, right? All of them will be loaded by, because I want you to be able to binge. If you want to get in there and get after it, you can get in and get after it. You know what I'm saying? You, you hear right. something that really resonates with you? So we're interviewing some of the best of the best. Right, many brands are so. So, kind of the 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 the, the, the threshold are brands that are over half a million dollars or more, right? Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is we're asking them what what works for them. We want the 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 the, prep, the the premise of the entire podcast is what's working right now. I don't care about no fluff. Don't tell me about nothing that, that ain't that, that that you tried. I don't want to know what's working right now, and then I want you to compare to what was working prior to. to Prior to the pandemic what's like going to grow your business right now so people can take that use it and and, and apply
0: so if you're not getting any results you, you just didn't apply it i like it i like it i like that i like that and when is when is those episodes going to what well, you said you got about 17 in the kitty right now so you just want yep. to post them but but after the 17 is actually dropped is there a specific date and time that people can look out for your your your, your podcast as of your, episode, your episodes perfect- i'm sorry
1: Yep. As of April the 15th, every Wednesday, I think similar to yours, every Wednesday, we're going to drop a new episode. But if you would like to. So what will happen is like you and I are doing this interview. You know, we're kind of pre-recording it. We do Mm -hmm. all of the interviews actually inside of my my Facebook group. Okay, so if you go on to Facebook and type in Killer Content Podcast and you Mm -hmm. look up the group. You'll see a handsome picture of me up in the header. Request, <laughs> <laughs> Request the access to that. Request access to the group. You, you you have to answer a couple of questions, right? And then we'll we'll give you access to the group. Once you get inside the group, you'll start to see more trainings, more one-on-one. We do a lot of hot seats where we'll say, okay, let's, we'll do a pop-up and say, okay, what's your business? Are you struggling with creating content? Yes. How, how can we help you to start creating content to help you to get results? And we do it literally every week. Right. So whether it's me or somebody on my team, we're there to create content to support you and go from there.
0: Now, this is this is free. Stuff that people can actually come. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, are you going to be at one point, at one point, are you going to be actually, you know, giving out like private lessons or anything like that where people will be able to come in and pay? And because, you know, basically, people end up having tears and stuff like that, where you can get more access to more, you know, more and more information. Are you going to eventually have something like that? Or is it just going to continuously be like a free type of service?
1: Let me just tell you that I appreciate how you tee that up, right? <laughs> 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 you just set that whole thing up like I'm about to knock this out the park. So I actually have a course, right? It is the only course you'll ever need when it comes to content creation. It is, it is called How to Create 30 Days of Content in One Hour. But as I, as I alluded to earlier, I want to serve you first, right? I right, want you to right, right. The group, come get some value. And when you're ready to, to make, make that investment, right, in that course, then you can. I'm not about creating 9,000 courses. I'm going to create one and you can get everything you need to get out of that one course, like right? There are some, some people want to drag you along to keep buying yeah, this stuff. Yeah, my brother, yeah. brother comes from Killer Content Podcast. My butter comes from my agency, right? Because we, we I do this for a living for other brands and for myself, right? So one of the things you didn't mention was I actually own BlackStockImagery.com, which would yeah, be the largest... Like- yeah, it's, it's, it is the largest, it will be the largest black stock imagery, photography and video platform in the world, period, right? And so what I what I teach, I do. So I actually do this for a living for other brands, right, and for myself. And so it, this is just, a, it, 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 it acts as a pipeline for those that, just every so often you get a brand that, that, that's a good fit, and we bring them on as a, as a client. But for 90, 95% of things that we put out is all free.
0: Got it. And trust me, listen. I was not. I did. I. I did not <laughs> not want to mention that. I was. I was leading up to that because I definitely want to. Uh, you know, have you talk about that? And sure. uh, for the for the listeners, for the listeners, look. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm all about black folks. I, I I I don't shy away from that. I'm not ashamed of that whatsoever. And I'm one of those uh, that have tried to create content centered around black folks and tried to find some type of imagery only to be disappointed, disheartened by the lack of representation. And if you ever want to get to a place where you really want to find some rep, some good representation with some good photography, good images and stuff like that, definitely find Milton Lawrence Jr. That runs and owns black stock image, right? It's black stock imagery black stock imagery go there go there because i've already i've already checked some of it out go there and then find you you know good representation because again that that, that's that's something that we need i mean i've always been on these different sites man trying to find something that would kind of represent us on again only to be like i'm I'm not using i'm not going to bother with that but but uh again he's a photographer well renowned does great work you can find him on different social media platforms. Look at all this imagery and and the guy's no joke. You can listen to what he's talking about right now. He's giving value, he's giving good resources, he's giving good game and he and like you said, he really wants to serve, and that's the biggest thing and I think that's what all of us uh want to do you know really from the from a from a standpoint of really trying to help out help people and stuff like that. Service is always first, so I definitely appreciate you for saying that and coming on the show uh I did not know the magnitude of what I'd be getting into. As far as dealing with somebody, you know, of your caliber, like I said, I did read the bio, I did look a look at your listing of the places that you actually, you know, in corporations that you work with, and I saw a lot of your your your, your photographs. I'm like, this, this guy's the real deal. But Killer Content um, Podcast is up and running. You can at least listen to the first episode. He already mentioned his Facebook group, which you can become a part of, and I wouldn't miss out. You know, for those for those of us that's really looking at how to really, you know, help our help our growth. And you know, come up with good strategic content. Follow this gentleman right here, uh, uh, Milton. Is there anything else that you can, you know, what you want to speak about in the short amount of time that we do have, or any parting words, or anything like that, that you actually want to uh, uh, talk about?
1: There's only one thing, man, and that is I just want to say thank you to you and your listeners, man, to you know for allowing me to come on uh, to talk about something in my little corner of the world, um, which is obviously you know creating content and, and helping. Again, it, it, it is it, content is the future content is now it is the food is what we need to be able to grow our business We need more black businesses, right? So your your platform is much bigger. The responsibility of your platform is much bigger than I even think you even understand Right. And so to, to have a podcast focusing on, you know, black matters, right? Any, any and all things black matters, right? Whether it's business, whether it's personal, history, whether it's fatherhood, whether it's whatever it is, it, you know, what I mean, it, 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 it all it all matters, and so, you know, I mean, I, I, want, I just want to say thank you to you and your listeners. Um, for those who want to follow me, um, as I said, the, the number one way to follow me is, you know, you just go on to Facebook, you know, join the group. I'm in there every week, um, answering questions, helping people, helping people to grow, um, and that type of thing. And uh, if there's anything that you ever may need for me in the future, you know, the door is open, man. You got my direct cell phone number, hit me up and, uh, we'll, we'll love to come back on and, and, and share some more, share, share, share some more gems, man.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, and and listen, listen, uh, I'm already thinking about the next time I can put you, bring you on the show. I definitely want to be able to do that because I want I want you to be able to talk about, you know, your 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 endeavors and especially the killer content podcast, because one of the reasons that it's, it's resonated with me again is because I'm first of all, I'm, I'm a newbie to a lot of this. Uh, I, I used to listen to podcasts before, but never to the extent that I'm listening to them now. Again, it's like the pandemic opened up a door for open up doors for a lot of us. So, uh, but I'm getting more value as I listen to more and more podcasting and what it's doing is it's changing my habits, changing, you know, changing the things that I'm doing because I'm getting different perspectives from different people, right. And not spending my time or wasting my time with, with fruitless, you know, things, stuff like that. So I wake up in the morning, I might go ahead and pop on a podcast, something that spawns my, you know, sparks my interest. And I'm like, okay, well I can use that information, something that I never known before. And I think, um, you know, for the most part, as I continue on and others continue on, uh, that, that this is, like you said, this is pretty much the wave of the future. And, um, there's so many black, uh, podcasters that I've been coming in contact with, which I did not know again, that, that, that that was opening up for a lot of us. So, uh, but, um, I want to say for you, thank you very much for even giving me this opportunity to, to, to talk to you, to bring up, you know, to help you bring a light, to light a lot of the stuff that you've already, um, you know, you sure already been, you know, known and experienced. So uh, and uh, like I say, for for me, the door is always open for you. And I'm already thinking about the next time I can have you on the show.
1: I'm honored, brother.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so so any any so any any anything else you'd like to say before we sign off?
1: No, man, just thank you to everybody. And I look forward to seeing you guys inside the Killer Content Podcast. I look forward to coming back onto the show. Uh, just to share whatever whatever questions. If you guys get a bunch of questions, um, if you get a bunch of questions from, from this show that people that they go unanswered, I'll be more than willing to come back to, to, to come and answer those questions live here on the show and rock and roll from there, bro.
0: You got it. And the last thing I want to say is that you can follow the All Things Black podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Overcast you can you can find me there uh if, and for those that want to sponsor the show you know, go go right ahead because it's going to help me out in the future to, you know, have great content for you guys to consume. Uh, don't be afraid to go ahead and just drop something in the kitty. If you you know, if you you feel like you are, uh, you know, inclined to do that, uh, it's it's all welcome. It's it'll all be received in love. Thank you guys for listening to the All Things Black podcast. This is your host, Mr. Black Ovation and another episode. And thank you again, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lawrence.